0: airpods pro with adaptive audio available on airpods pro second generation when
2: enabled
4: panini america's breaking new ground with exclusive nil deals featuring some of the biggest names in college sports they had washington's michael Penix jr how about jj mccarthy the quarterback at michigan rising star arch manning at texas If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. New features coming out all the time. Brand new license with WWE that's now there at the Panini site. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Make sure you check out everything for the most popular trading cards with brands like Prism, Donruss, and more at paniniamerica.net. Or the Panini direct app. Plus, discover Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest moments of the week. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. The official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. David Pollack. Always good form. Somehow a smooth segue. College game day. ESPN College Football analyst. And uh, they have the uh, big game in Columbus. The rivalry week. The game, Ohio State in Michigan. And that'll be coming up game day, 9 a.m. till noon on Saturday on the Mothership and ESPN app. If you didn't go to Georgia, where were you going?
5: I would have gone to uh, Clemson or Ohio State. Those are probably my next two that I would have gone to.
4: What was the recruiting story? You got a good recruiting story?
5: Well, Dan, I wasn't really that highly recruited. Um, <laughs> I was it like some of these. Well, wait a minute Clemson
4: um... and Ohio State and Georgia.
5: Well, I, had, I think I had four or five offers um, coming out of high school, but Clemson was the only school actually that recruited me on defense. Ohio State, Georgia recruited me on offense. Um, but uh, I, I got a good recruiting story for Ohio State. Dude, I'm from the South, Dan. You know that I'm from Georgia, lived in Georgia my whole life. I went on a recruiting trip to Ohio State, and I flew up there during the season to go watch a game and I got off the plane, and there was like six inches of snow, and I was like, what in Sam heck is that, Mom? Like, absolutely no deal breaker. Um, I'm out right now, and then guess what? You know, five years later, or four years later, I'm drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals,
1: and God has a sense of So it's amazing.
4: Uh, maybe you shouldn't have flown up. If you didn't fly up to No, if you had gone up in September, you might've gone, God, this is beautiful. The foliage, everything's great. You know,
5: I'll never forget Damn, with the bangles, man. I'll never forget. Everybody was complaining about camp and like, it's so hot. I'm like, what? (laughs) This is, this is spring ball in Georgia. Like this is like, and you know, when the weather changes, especially, you know, us the, the bigger guys, like the weather changes, you know, your energy level goes up and you can run all day. Your lungs feel so good. And I was like, this is amazing. But yeah, first time I ever got on an airplane was my, my flight, my official visit to Ohio state.
4: Do you get accused of preferential treatment for Georgia, like Kirk curb street, maybe with Ohio state? Oh, a hundred percent.
5: And there's no, like, it's funny to watch your timelines on social media because, by the way, I love it. I love the hatred on social media. Like, I, I absolutely think it's comical. I think it's funny. I, I, I think it's awesome. Um, but if, if I pick Georgia, you know, I got, I got a, a bunch of a segment of people that you're a homer, blah, blah, blah. And then if I pick against Georgia, I'm Benedict Arnold. <laughs> and, and I've actually gotten in – my wife, uh, several years ago, got an altercation. This was like five years ago in my living room. My wife is the most passive person ever. One of my friend's wives are like, what's wrong with you? You played at Georgia. How could you pick against Georgia? They made you what you are, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And it was like Georgia fans, every time I pick against them, they get upset. I'm like, listen, here's when I grew up in the business, I watched a couple of guys, and I'll never forget watching Lou Holtz. And he coached at South Carolina, and he coached at Arkansas, and he coached at Notre Dame. And every time he talked about South Carolina, Arkansas, Notre Dame, he picked them, and and he he loves them. And obviously, I, I get it. But I, I remember those moments when I was growing up in broadcasting. I'm like, I'm going to make sure I don't do that. I'm going to make sure I pick the best team who I think is going to win and let the chips fall where they may. And whether Dan, it doesn't matter what we do. You know how this works. If you pick somebody, you can say the nicest thing in the history of the world about the other school and pick them. As soon as you pick them, you think their team's trash. Yeah. And they're going to say something about it. And they're going to hit you up. And it, it really doesn't matter.
4: What happened with your wife and the, you know the, the guest who came over Almost uh, get she, ugly?
5: Nah, I wish, man. I, I wish my wife could bring them things. My wife's, my wife's like five eight, a buck twenty five. She ain't, got, she she would get stomped out. But she she was just like, seriously, why do you feel that way? And the other lady would push him back. It was, it was a nice little, almost a cat fight in December in the in the Pollock living
4: room. All right, what stood out last night? What should we be keeping an eye on with these rankings? And and which team or teams?
5: I think um, I think USC obviously is, is in a huge position to, to do something good when you've got Notre Dame on the schedule. You just beat a ranked UCLA. The Pac-12, the chance to beat Oregon next week to, to get another feather in your cap. So I think USC is that team if somebody slips up who could be lurking. The interesting thing to me is it depends who slips up and it depends how much space we have between everybody else because if TCU loses a close one – this week and then wins the Big 12, are they still in? If Ohio State loses to Michigan, are they still above USC? I mean, I think USC is gonna be that team that everybody's looking at like, please go ahead and lose to Notre Dame so we make sure that we have a chance. Because I don't think Michigan, with their non-conference schedule and the way they haven't been necessarily as explosive offensively, that there is a team that's gonna go, oh yeah, if they lost close to Ohio State, they're in the dance. Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn, when UConn's your best at a conference game and it's, and it's football season, you got a problem. Yeah. I mean, so, so they're at a conference schedule, I think, could hurt them. But USC is definitely the team that you look at that says has a chance to rise and then growth opportunity.
4: What do you think happens in the Ohio State-Michigan game?
5: i tell you what, the more physical team wins this game. That is just you look at the, whoever runs the ball the best, whoever's the most physical. Like I talked about, the weather is cold. To me, what I've seen so far from Michigan, I think Michigan is the more physical team. Ohio State, I'm still learning about them. Um, offensively, they don't they don't push enough guys around and create enough space. And I think Michigan's D line. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. But rem- and I'll never forget, I still will say this till I, till I die the hardest thing in college football is to go on the road and win in tough atmospheres. So is Michigan explosive enough? Ohio state has the revenge factor as well, but I think Michigan to me, what I've seen so far has been the more physical team.
4: Yeah. They got a lot of injuries there. Uh, yeah. I, you know, and then going into Ohio state, but, but it's almost like Ohio state wanted to be more like an, um, an SEC team that yep. they didn't want the three yards in a cloud of dust, that they wanted it wide open and, and made a concerted effort. Michigan is still sort of that three yards in a cloud of dust. That's that's Harbaugh's personality. And now Ryan Day, they want it. It's like when uh, Kiffin got to Alabama with Saban. Help me help open me it open it up. That That's how yep. we're, we're going to get recruits. That's how we're going to keep up with everybody else there. But you think Ohio State having – a wide-open offense but not that physicality will keep Michigan in this game.
5: Well, and here's the thing that that I haven't heard enough people talk about. Like, C.J. Stroud is a machine, Dan. Like, I could take you through so many of his clips and I could go, watch this. Watch his touchdown pass to Mbuka in the fourth quarter of Penn State. And you talk about rhythm and timing. The dude is incredible. Like, when the structure of the offense and everything is clean, C.J. Stroud's the best quarterback in the college football. When it's not and there's a little bit of something off, whether it be a pass rush, the creativity, he doesn't have that Bryce Young creativity where he can play off script and now flip the ball outside arm. He doesn't run the football really, really good. So if the interior, the the weakness of Ohio State's offensive line is guard, center, guard. If those guys can make CJ Stroud a little bit uncomfortable and make him move his feet, which I think they'll be able to a little bit, then, then he becomes, he goes from the best quarterback to an average quarterback. So I think I think Ohio State's called their game plan this whole year, Dan, with, with Michigan in mind at the end of the season. They usually, they usually throw the football all over the yard, super aggressive, hyper aggressive. I think they've ran the ball more this year at a higher clip and into heavier boxes because they know against Michigan at the end of the year when physicality matters the most, when it's cold as crap and receivers don't catch the football as well, quarterbacks don't fold as well, we have to be ready for that moment.
4: David Pollack from the Mothership, ESPN College football analyst. And uh, game day will be in Columbus. They start at 9 a.m., go to noon on uh, ESPN. I mentioned this to Joel Klatt the other day. If you're Drake May, can't go to the NFL, you're at North Carolina, what if he went out on the open market? What would he be worth on the open? What if Drake May said to Ohio State... CJ Stroud is uh, going to the pros. I'd like to help you. Could you call your boosters here? The price starts at $10 million.
5: Wow. I haven't heard anybody say that, by the way. I love I love what you're saying because at, at, I'll say this, man. Th- like four weeks ago, we talked about it on game day. And, and, I, and I was like, dude, this dude is the best in college football. And, and everybody kind of looked at me a little bit like this. I'm like, look, he does more things better than everybody. Like he's six five. He's two twenty. He throws into tight windows. He throws under pressure. He scrambles to get time. He can throw he can he spreads it around the multiple receivers. That's a that's an amazing point. And, and here's what I would do, Dan, if he did that and I was at all these big time schools. Hey, which one of my boosters are a billionaire? <laughs> which one of them are, Bro, I, I need I need I need ten million dollars. I'm going to get you the best quarterback in college football. Like, can you make that happen? I I, I think it's an absolute. It would be an absolute no brainer. Yeah, you know, but you this get happened with year.
4: Caleb Williams when he left Oklahoma. He was the open market. Who wants to yeah. get me the most? And USC ponied up to bring in Caleb Williams.
5: Well, and think about Quinn Ears. Quinn yeah. Ears goes the number one player in the country in high school. You know, three years ago, gets a boatload of money from Ohio State, and then Dan, guess what? free agent market again, and then goes to Texas and gets a boatload of money. Like to me, that would be the wave of the future. If I'm these and yes. I'm a business guy, like, yes. Hey, at a high school, take all the money you can take highest offer. After a year, you can take another high offer and go to somewhere else. So I tell you, I'd hate to be the coaches nowadays, having to navigate this crap, but I think Drake may is, is unreal. And he can do things that, um, that only Drake may can do. And, and he would definitely claim whatever. I think he could write a, a blank check. Tennessee's quarterback, like got 8 million, yeah. I think something like that. Yeah. Like I, if, if he got 8 million, then Drake may is worth at least 10.
4: Is Lane Kiffin just goofing around here?
5: I don't know, but how awesome is it? <laughs> I mean, How amazing is it? But how
4: Lane? would you feel if he takes the Auburn job after what he's been doing on social media?
5: I think he's going to. I think, I think oh, you he's do. going to, okay. I, I do. I, I think he's going to, but I think what he said specifically was I haven't taken the Auburn job yet. I'm not going to step down and take the Auburn job. I, I, I don't know that he said I'm not taking the Auburn job period. I'm not in the mix.
4: Yeah. I'm that's what I'm waiting for. I just want him to, he, you know, when you hear the report, like uh, he told his team uh, that he had not accepted the Auburn job or, you know, and I went, did he say, I'm not going to leave Ole Miss? That's yep. what I want to know. It's semantics is all this is. But I, if you said on Saturday is Lane Kiffin in Auburn, I would not be surprised. I wouldn't either. Yeah. And
5: I think for Auburn, it'd be a really good hire. Auburn did something last time. They went outside of the league and got Brian Harson. I don't think Auburn's doing that again. Like Auburn's not going to go outside of the league and tr- and have the growing pains and then the boosters be upset, but but it's interesting. Auburn is the most one of the most polarizing jobs in all of college football. They've got ridiculous fans, ridiculous resources, unbelievable stadium campus. They have every ridiculous access to recruits. They have, every, this is the best job that's on the market and it's not close. Like they have, the, they've won national championships with Gene Chiswick. like they, They've done that. Like, they, as they a team that can win, 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 and win big if you can get the right guy. Nick Saban, obviously, getting a little bit older. Lane Kiffin, I mean, imagine the shots he'd be taking. It would be, it would be gorgeous. But if have, I said
4: uh, you could have Dion or Lane Kiffin at Auburn.
5: And I, and Dion wants the job. Yeah, Dion definitely wants that job. I, I tell you what, I think Dion's a problem for people. I, I think I think Dion. We, we we went to uh we went there. We got to go to Jackson. We, it was awesome that we got to go there and for game day. And let me tell you something, De, If you spend any time around Dion, like he he gonna get the mommas. Like you think about recruiting the mommas, <laughs> like Brown gonna walk in there and smooth. Everybody like he's got he's got such a you know big smile a big personality. But here's the thing to know about Dion too. Dion's also got competitive toughness. Dion doesn't put up with crap. Like they're gonna look the same on the practice field. You know they're gonna dress the same. You're gonna show up and you're gonna practice. Like Dion Dion got one of the best recruits in the country last year with Travis Hunter, the top recruit in the country to come to him with, and play FBC HBCU. Like are you kidding? Like imagine what he could do at a place like Auburn with that brand and those
4: resources, oof, I are, think are be Are those your kids behind you over your right shoulder? Yeah, they just walked in. <laughs> All right, I'll let you be dad. Safe travels to Columbus and dress warm, okay? Uh, hey,
5: you know what? After Montana, Dan, <laughs> I don't give true. a crap, bro. My, my toes are still frozen. Wait, hey, Dan, okay, I okay, hold know. on.
4: Herb Street got his feet massaged on, yeah. on, on
5: the set? You know, I, I think as a teammate, you know, I'm, I'm required to be a good teammate. I have no comment, Dan, okay? I mean, I don't know. I know there's videos and all that stuff, but. He's from Ohio. He's the toughest dude on set by far. Like, he has his AC unit on when it's 30 degrees. I mean, he usually, but negative five was a different animal, Dan. All right, Dan, I got a question <laughs> hey, for you. Okay. I got a question for you, bro. Okay. How is your How is your form? Oh, you talk good. about Prince's form, it's solid.
4: How's yours? It's great.
5: Great. Not just good, it's great. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have to put that to the test one day.
4: Well, I mean, you want to shoot free throws here, I I'll make I'll make 7 or 8 out of 10 with my eyes that's closed. Not, that's that's, no, that's pretty solid. With my eyes closed.
5: I don't I'm not buying that. I'm going to need video Pauly, evidence of that. Paulie, would you
6: confirm Yeah, we we tried it David and uh, Dan usually goes about 9 for 10 from the free throw line and but we did it eyes closed, he went 7 for, seven for 10 confirmed. Yeah. How, how many years ago was this? It's uh, less than six months ago. Oh wow! Yeah, you got to know right. your opponent, David. Mad,
4: mad props. I couldn't do that. Yeah, do you would like to apologize? I, I, I formally,
5: I formally, humbly fair apologize. Fair enough. All right, sorry. I'll accept
4: that. Would Guess you? Would you? <laughs> would, would you? Would you massage my feet now? <laughs> <laughs> Safe travels to Columbus, there, buddy. All right, see you, brother. All right, that's David Pauling. <laughs> See, I mean, don't question it. That's insane. I I, I mean, stuff to the king. Yeah. He wouldn't do that in person. No, he would not. (laughs) You know that. Disappointed.
6: I like the fact that he could kill all five of us if he wanted to.
4: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew
3: Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds are like, you know who's Creighton, you don't watch Creighton.
4: Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. You know what I did last summer? I went to Italy, and it was awesome.
8: And you know what I did before that that was even more awesomer? I downloaded the Viator app, and I set up a bunch of great experiences for me and my family to enjoy. Like, we knew we were going to Rome, so I booked a day trip, a walking tour of ancient Rome. It was absolutely fantastic. We were heading up after that to Cinque Terre. I booked a boat cruise for the day, checked out all five villages. It was absolutely gorgeous. Speaking of gorgeous, uh, the captain of the boat that we were on was an absolute stud. He looked like his abs had been chiseled from the god Jupiter's own stomach. He was just an absolute piece of art. And you know what? If my wife had left me that day, uh, I would have been okay with it. Babe, you know what? You deserve happiness like that. Uh, So fellas, just a heads up. uh, Check your captains. Uh, Anyway, I digress. Viator is a website and an app where you can book travel experiences uh, like the ones I just described. for 10% off your first booking on the app, one app, over 300,000 travel experiences, you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
4: It's the final hour on this Wednesday. Dan and the Dan and Dan Patrick show. We will not be here on Thursday and Friday, but we do have the Traegers fired up. In case you're wondering, burgers, dogs, and brats, who has it better than we do? No. Nobody. Thanksgiving night, Patriots go to Minnesota, take on the Vikings. Thanksgiving night, 8 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. A little bit later on, we'll talk to Marcellus Wiley. What would he do if he were Robert Sala and the Jets with the quarterback situation? Would you bench Zach Wilson? I would. And we'll talk to him about the uh, Hall of Fame list. Get his thoughts on who he thinks is a Hall of Famer and who's not. 877 3DP show email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp show. In case you're uh, watching soccer today, uh, there was an upset. It was Japan and Germany, and Japan surprising Germany with uh, two late goals USA versus England on Friday, which leads us to Roger Bennett, founder of Men and Blazers Network and author of Gods of Soccer. He will join us coming up in a moment. And uh, we'll get to your phone calls as well. Yes, Paul?
6: Now, Roger Bennett's originally from England, but did, we acquired him, so he yes. would be an American citizen. Yes. And Rebecca Lowe, formerly English, yes. is an American citizen. Yes. Can they honestly root for Team USA over their the team they grew up loving? They better. I know I, you have to say you do.
4: I No, we asked Roger Bennett last time he was on. He was like, yes, of course. Yes, he... See, Roger Bennett is all... You know, Chicago Bears
8: and Budweiser. That dude might as well have yeah. been born on the south side of Chicago, right, Paulie? Yeah, he's,
6: he's more American than some of us.
8: Yeah, he's just got an you know, English accent. That's I, it. I feel like, and I mean this with all due respect, because uh-uh. I love her. Uh-uh. I feel like Rebecca Lowe would be a lot more torn. I feel like she's still got mm. a foot on, on each side of the pond, as they say, Dan. Pond? Yeah. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she would have more of a hard time rooting for... The U.S. Why is it a pond?
6: It's not a pond.
8: Yeah, I think that's the joke. Like a cutesy little thing, like
6: right over the pond. Yeah,
8: I don't know. It's a massive ocean.
6: Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, that's why you you call it it a
4: pond. pond, It sounds like you
8: know. I've flown
6: over it, and there was no beaches. But do any other body
4: of water do we refer to it as? Oh, that little lake there, that little uh, inlet, that fjord. We don't do that.
8: You might be uh, reading a. You're reading more into this than anyone I'd ever uh, <laughs> encountered
4: before. What's the poll question for, <laughs> what's the poll for? Why is it a pond anyway? I I uh, don't know. Just sometimes I, these things hit me, and then I
8: ask the question. Okay. All, All right. right. Uh, pumpkin pie is great or gross. This is uh, well, not one of the bigger upsets in the world. At least in my mind, it's a huge upset. But right now,
4: great, sixty-five percent of the vote. What? Pumpkin pie is awesome. By the way, the uh, pies are on display out in the kitchen area. Fritzy gets not one, not two, but three pies today
3: for each football game coming up tomorrow. Yeah, in the you get, week.
4: but we're going to massage his face because Fritzy had some cosmetic surgery. And it was
3: cryotherapy. I don't want to make it sound like it was a, some kind of big thing with anesthesia or something like that. With stitches, okay. But some the stuff had to be removed. So,
4: well, is it a big deal or not?
3: It's not that big a deal. Big enough of a deal where I'd rather get gently hit with a pie as
2: opposed to thrown in my
4: face. We're going to massage your face. That's nice. With pies coming up. Uh, Jason in Texas. Hi, Jason. What's on your mind today?
3: Hey, Dan.
9: Good to talk to you. Six foot, two thirty. Hey, got a quick question for you guys. I'm flying in from Texas to California on on Friday. Going to go see the USC game. Been to L.A. before, but just for business, in and out. This weekend's with my wife. What's the one thing we have to do, or what's the uh, the tailgate uh, situation that we have to go to to experience the uh, USC uh, you know experience?
4: Notre Dame, yeah. Well, it's on campus too. That's what's always interesting when you tailgate at USC. You get to walk around the campus. Yes. Eden?
8: Is there much tailgating at a USC game? Yeah, there was more than I thought. Yeah. 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 It's, not like, it's not really something you ever see pictures
4: of or well, anything, you know? Well, like when you go to Penn State, it's, it's just this massive, massive field of RVs. As far as you can see. And, and that was the first time I'd gone to Penn State. Now, I've gone to Ohio State. I've gone to Notre Dame. Gone to USC. Gone to quite a few schools. Um, you know, even at West Point, there's there's some tailgating that goes on there at West Point.
6: Yeah, Paul. You know what's a real unique one is Auburn University, and you've been there, Dan. Remember, people park on the lawns on the campus. The, the football stadium Jordan-Hare, it's right there yeah. on campus, and they have these beautiful kind of orange-tinted brick buildings. It's yeah. really cool. But the campus becomes a tailgate. It's very unique.
4: Yeah, that's same with USC. The aforementioned Roger Bennett is on tour across the nation during the World Cup, heading to Philadelphia and Washington, D.C. Tickets available now at meninblazers.com. And also, pick up a copy of his new book, Gods of Soccer, and he joins us now on the program. How excited are you today? Oh, Danny Patrick. I feel like we're at the semi semifinal um, part of the World
9: Cup, but somehow we're only day four in. It's definitely four games a day. It's doing for us. It's a grind. Uh, it is a grind, this world. And grind a grind of wonder. And Japan surprises Germany today? In the... Uh, Axis Powers Derby. Yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> it's quite a shock. The, the whole traditional world order is being stood on its head. Today, Japan dumping Germany. The tiny, tiny residue of Englishness in me, I think, Dan, I realise is just I do laugh out loud when Germany lose. <laughs> Yesterday, oh Saudi Arabia, an astonishing moment. Saudi Arabia outplayed tournament favourites. Oh, Lionel Messi's Argentina. It was like seeing a sixteen seed. Like the retrievers just dump a number one seed. It was an <laughs> astonishing thing. Retrie- the retrievers, if the retrievers were slightly less cute and like had autocratic underpinnings. Um, can there be a third one on Friday? Can the mighty US Dan Patrick our in- our our team? Our yeah. team. Yeah, why are you even joking? There's there's an inference of humor in that when you say our team, but bloody hell. Do not let my accent fool you. I ride with Team America with the same passion that Kenny Powers will be cheering for America. I imagine Springsteen will. Springsteen gave a crap about football. Dolly Parton, definitely all in on this young American team. But I, I'm do not you lie. hate England? Do I hate England? So that's a long question, which we don't have time for. Uh, I wrote an article for the Wall Street Journal. They asked me, who am I cheering for? Like, as if it was like an anguish, a Sophie's choice. Like, oh my God, this must be healthy. And it's really not. It's really not. I, I, the, the England played the US women in 2019 when Alex Morgan. Scored, drank tea, mime drinking tea, and my God, I threw my. I was on tour then. we were in Nashville, Tennessee, and I threw my beer in the air and screamed out loud, just as long as, just as loudly as some of the Tennesseans who've been in that state for for decades, even you know, families have been there for for multi generations. I'm from Liverpool that's the story i'm from liverpool and we hate england and liverpool we wanted a seed when i was a kid become the republic of liverpool they they hate us we hate them we're like philadelphia on steroids we're like we they hate us we hate them and so i always felt deeply connected to america as a kid it's where all the great ideas kind of came through the port of liverpool first and coming here becoming american something i took super seriously and anyway the short answer when Piers Morgan is on one side of an argument, Dan Patrick.
4: (laughs) You're on the other. (laughs) Always (laughs) choose other, whatever it is. Uh, And how about the interview that he did with Ronaldo? (sighs) Did you see this interview with
9: Ronaldo? If you're Ronaldo, why do you do that interview with Piers Morgan? That's what I don't understand. I mean, Ronaldo is like Tom Brady um, in... If you don't know who Ronaldo is, America, he's like a bottle of dracon noir turned into human form, an elite footballer, one of the greatest, undoubtedly. And the things that drove him to greatness were a selfishness, a vanity, a deep, deep, deep focus. And as he ages like Tom Brady, um, those same things, the selfishness, the vanity have actually been quite destructive. He's had a great club, second return to Manchester United, which would be like if Tom Brady suddenly went back to the New England Patriots. It's been a disaster. And he decided on the eve of the World Cup to do an interview where he wanted a crap on the club. And he decided to do it with Piers Morgan, Dan. Why did, why would he go? Because why, he why wanted, he, that to he
4: wanted thing? to be released. He got what he wanted.
9: Yeah, and it. so and so did um and so did Piers, God love. He got mild relevance in everywhere. But we have serious things to talk about in every regard. Let's not talk about that kind of that kind of human blight on a day when England are about to play the United States. Possibly. I think people are gonna watch? You'd know this. In my bubble, like, it's been talked about as one of the great moments for football the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, a great time, and it's not truly competing with with the American sporting calendar. There's a sliver of hope. You got a
4: window. You got a window of opportunity, viewing wise. I would think this is what happens with us. We buy in. Oh, this is the year. we got a young group. Oh, are, you know, are we maybe maybe a World Cup too soon here? Uh, and then England beats us five one, and then we go. Uh, that's what. Worst, that's what we're worried.
9: Worse when Iran beats us again, nineteen ninety eight. Yes, um, right after the hostage uh, crisis, and the president called up the team and said, "America's expecting you to do your duty." And the, they, they were kind of like, "Don't worry, President, we're going to do our duty. We're going to open up a can of whoop ass on the great Satan." And we kind of self-defecated with the United States watching. It was well, it set the game back decades.
4: How big would doing? this be if the United States beats England?
9: Um for, for the get in for the game of football in the in the United States, a game of dreams and yearning. I moved here in nineteen ninety-four. Um, the World Cup then that was here was meant to put football over the top in this nation. Overnight, because we like overnight things in America, you know, the yo-yo, the pogo stick. Instead, it's been a slow and steady grind. If this young team were to beat America, even the, the, even what you just, you mentioning it, Dan Patrick, in Dan Patrick's accent, while I look at you in the eye, it gives me shivers. It's the, it would be the thing. Cause the women, the women are world beaters back to back. The United States women have been one of the great drivers of growth for the game I love in the nation I love. If the United States men beat mighty England, who just won 6-2, against Iran, it would possibly be the thing that would make the game go. Having said that, I've just used a phrase that was used by the one single journalist in 1950 when the United States, um, a a team of like, there was an undertaker playing for us. We had a minor league baseball catcher. We had, I mean, it was just an amateur, amateur team of duffers beat the mighty England 1950, we won 1-0, a movie, Game of Our Lives, was made about it. And the coach after that said, this win is all we need to make the game go in America. And no one turned up at the airport to greet them when they came home. So many false dawns. And anyway, Dan, it's a massive if. It's a massive if. Let's I know. not kid I
4: know. By the way, uh, in case you're not able to watch what uh, Roger has, he's got a Montreal Expos hat on. You have a uh, Tracy Chapman album behind you, I believe.
9: Yep. Sadness
4: is always lingering
9: behind every door. That's a reminder. Whenever you're too happy in life. Your Walter just... Payton painting
4: behind you?
9: Oh, what a legend. The great, greatest. The, one of the reasons I'm in America, the Super Bowl Bears winning team, 1985. What yeah.
4: else do you say, Dan? American flag?
9: Yeah, lots of them. I told you. I ride with Team USA now, you beautiful human being. Um, said? <laughs> this is like a... Okay, tour.
4: what would happen if England would get roughed up? What would it be like in England if the United States roughs up England? Let's say 2-0. Yeah.
9: God, I love this conversation. <laughs> this is just like, you're taking me to my happy place. It would be... Look, here, here's the reality. So American sports, you love winners. It's part of the reason that there's a certain shame and a certain stigma, but we don't want to truly trust our men because we know they're going to possibly let us down. We like winners. We like Charles Barkley rising up over an Angolan uh hapless (laughs) defender when we're already 70 points up dunking on him and elbowing him in the head we love that that's what we love yeah and our soccer team do not do that and the world knows our men's soccer team don't do that and that's why this joke about soccer or football where they take the piss out of us for using the word soccer here by the way when they use the word soccer quite freely over in england two of the biggest shows on english television are soccer saturday a long-running Saturday television show and Soccer AM, a morning... They use the word, but they laugh when we use it because they know that we know that they know that (laughs) we are of an inferiority complex. And the world loves where America... We don't have much... of. Where do we have much of an inferiority complex? So if we were to beat England, the shame for that nation, they'd say, oh, they've taken that one thing away that we had on them. Soccer, football, it's the one thing that we all had on them. And they've taken that
4: away. And we we took Adele. We took the Beatles. We, you know, Rebecca Lowe. We took. We took Corden. Now we're giving him back. (laughs) We don't want James Corden. (laughs) We gave him back. (laughs) We gave him back. And we got Beckham. Um, Beckham's ours now.
9: Is he? He's, he's having a complicated moment. Beckham, I think Beckham <laughs> Hank Beckham is partially Qatari at this point. I'm not quite sure what, <laughs> oh, oh, what part yeah. is his identity. He's doing a lot of spice marketing. He's doing a lot did, of... Did he's, you he's, say
4: partially or partially? Oi! I don't know which one it is. I don't he's know what very, that meant.
9: It's, yeah. it's, quite, it's quite a thing in England where he's been waiting for a knighthood for a long time, which is not coming. He's taken a lot of money to become an ambassador. Wait, they like knighthooded
4: they they knighted uh, Nick Faldo, he,
9: a great, a gr- the great Nick Faldo. Becca, I don't know how you're asking me how knighthoods work. Well, I have no, Shouldn't Bex yeah. <laughs> shouldn't backs be knighted? Yeah, when the Queen died, um, and she, had a, I, she oh, had a crush on him. She probably had a crush on him. You can't, you, this is a Rebecca Lowe series of questions. Because when the Queen died, I got asked to do a lot of television. Like, can you come on and and talk about the morning? And I was like, honestly, I have no idea about any of that. So I came here to America to get away from all that crap. <laughs> so the the, the the knighthood stuff, other people can explain. I love that you're coming at me with the Nick Faldo got one. I don't know how it works. I just know that you will not be getting one. I won't be getting one. Maybe Fritz will get one. I have no idea how this crap works. Have a great weekend. God, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. We've got to tell you who we're watching. We're watching the show live on Twitch with the game with Matthew McConaughey. So um, that could make for a great opening 45 <laughs> minutes. It could be a very dark, very dark last 45. All but God, right. sweet to you, Dan Patrick. And go, right. go,
4: go, USA. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Thank you, Roger. If that is the men in blazers, even though no, he's it. not wearing a blazer. He had a Montreal Expos hat on there. Roger Benham. Uh, MenInBlazers.com uh, tickets available. They're in Philadelphia and Washington, D.C. coming up next. Whew. Once again, nobody covers the World Cup quite like I do.
6: Yeah, Paul. I feel totally prepared for that match. Breaking down the back line. <laughs> yep. The goalkeepers. Yep. Got it all. <laughs> Got it all. <laughs> He's been American for a long time. Yeah. I didn't realize him. Yeah. 94. Coming yeah. here in 94. That's, that's a bit. That's good.
4: Yep.
1: dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Byer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
3: Athletes everywhere turn to CBD for relief and recovery, but with all the products claiming to do different things, it's impossible to decide which is best. As one of few brands that oversees the entire production process, from their farm in Oregon to the product that arrives at your door, Lazarus Naturals keeps their ingredients simple and transparent. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results for your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Discover how CBD can help you reach your full potential as an athlete. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, the cleanest source of CBD for athletes and sports fans alike.
0: Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills.
7: Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle
0: memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash impact.
10: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-QX80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
4: Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Make sure you go to danpatrick.com. We got a great sale going on. 40% off all t shirts, 20 to 50% off everything else. Some great holiday gifts there. Uh, there's a uh, football report about Deion Sanders and looking at maybe Colorado or South Florida. I thought, and I know that he was interested in Auburn, at least I was told by somebody in the uh, inner circle there. But I don't know if Auburn is going to land Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin seems very vague, but probably doesn't want to make any announcement while they have a game against Mississippi State coming up. By the way, we tend to spend a lot of time, well, the media does, talking about the Cowboys, and then you throw in OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. And the report is, or rumor is, that maybe he picks the winner of the Thanksgiving uh, day game between the Cowboys and the Giants. We had Ross Tucker on, on Monday. And Ross had this to say about the OBJ sweepstakes.
1: Well, first of all, I think it's amazing that Odell Beckham Jr. is reportedly picking between these two teams. He should go to the game. I heard what uh, Paulie said earlier. He should go to the game. It should be like, you don't get the turkey leg if you win. You get the Odell. <laughs> you know, you get the Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I, I, I've never seen The guy is a marketing genius, I've never seen a guy get this much attention who tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. I my prediction there, Dan, will be that this will be the most ineffectual signing in years. The guy <laughs> had a torn ACL in the Super Bowl. We've been talking about this for months. I mean, it's unbelievable. I don't the Cowboys even have their own marketing strategy of just keep talking about it, keep talking about it, and show him the power of the brand of the Cowboys. I mean it's I hope, he, I, I hope he plays well at this point because we've been talking about it so much.
4: That's Ross Tucker. Let's bring in Marcellus Wiley, the former NFL All-Pro defensive end. Of course, his podcast, More To It. You can listen to it, danpatrick.com, or wherever you get your podcast. Let me start there. We're, what, eight weeks away from the first playoff game, which is plenty of time, you would think, if you do bring in OBJ. Is he worth all of the coverage that he's received? Absolutely. You got to think about
11: Odell Beckham Jr. in several ways. One is just the production you expect from Odell Beckham Jr., which will be a third receiver, maybe even number two receiver on your roster. So that's positive. But what, what people are not really respecting is in football, there are teams. There have been a dynasty with the New England Patriots where the team's talent level, they play greater than the sum of its parts. Like, you can look at it in terms of production and talent, and then there's another X factor that makes that team play above their heads. With Odell Beckham Jr. adding him to a roster, all of a sudden you have a roster that may have X amount of talent, but guess what they're gonna now have? An X factor, because he is electric, he is juice. Guys believe in him, and there's nothing we can say in the outside media That's going to change the minds of those players who are calling him, who are texting him, and who believe in him because we all have played the game of football in the NFL, and we all have not touched the
4: heights he has. And that superstardom translates
11: in a locker room. He still
4: has impact. Okay, but give me the downside of bringing him in now considering you are one of the elite teams in the NFC. Is there a downside? There's a
11: downside personally to Odell Beckham and his brand and his future going forward, because last time we saw him, it was coming from Cleveland and we had our doubts. And he answered all those doubts by going to the Rams and changing their team, their dynamic, and almost winning the Super Bowl MVP if he could have stayed healthy. So now we're right back where we were when he left Cleveland. We're doubting him again. If he comes back and fails in this moment, this is going to land on Odell. But the team that takes the chance on Odell, oh, it's a smart roll of the dice because – There's nothing he can do to your team to sabotage it because Odell's already been through that in terms of kicking the net with the Giants and uh, the White Flower in London, et cetera. So he's not coming to disrupt your program. Only this can go wrong for Odell, the
4: player. This just in. During a team meeting minutes ago, the Jets players were informed that Zach Wilson is not starting against the Chicago Bears. I started the show by saying... I would not tread lightly and worry about his feelings by benching him. I can't lose that locker room, Marcellus. You've been in that locker room, and I can't treat one guy differently who hasn't earned to be, you know, that right to be treated differently. What do you think of this move?
11: yeah i'm with the move um zach wilson did it to himself in two ways obviously by his performance um and performances like he had a resume of bad performances enough to make them even be in this position but when you come out and they ask you did you let down your defense did you disappoint your defense in that futile effort and you say no oh you've lost everybody because now you have put the coach you have put management in the position to answer that question correctly. And everyone knows you did. And it was a chance for him to own it. And then the mercy rule kicks in. You know how it goes when you're playing the dozens with your friends or you're in a position where you'll get called out. If you do the eight mile, if you talk about yourself first, then they're going to be nicer to you in response to talking about your production, your effort. But what he did was act like, hey, I'm exempt from all the ills from that performance. That is a team effort. And guys are looking at him like, dude, we did our part. You didn't do your part. So since he didn't own up to that, they had to go out there and, re- and make sure he's not the
4: starter. Yeah, I can't lose the locker room because of one guy. And if he, he's that sensitive to criticism and I'm going to bench him, I, I've heard analysts say, oh, you can't do it. You might lose him. Well, if I lose him over this, then am I really losing him?
11: No, that's good math. Like, I don't know what school everyone went to, but, uh, you know, I'd rather lose one than 52. You know, it's just that simple. 52 guys are sitting there looking at him. Everything he says is starting to sound Charlie Brown, womp, 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 because we're not listening to Zach Wilson anymore. And he's certainly not going to lead us consistently with his production. So it's like now, hey, coach, do the easy thing. It's not even a hard decision. Listen
4: to your player's inner voice and now express that to the team. I want to run down the uh, Hall of Fame list, the class of 2023. Mm. So it's just yes or no. Okay. All right. I get five in total. Are we doing this or just yes or no? Uh, Just yes or no. Okay. Eric Allen. No. Jared Allen. Yes. Willie Anderson. Yes. Rondé Barber. No. Ooh. I know. That's tough. I know. Anquan Bolden. No, Henry Ellard. No, London Fletcher. Yes, surprisingly. Dwight Freeney. Oh hell yeah! Stop playing. James Harrison. Yes. Rodney Harrison. No. God, that hurt. Devin Hester. Yes. It's a good thing we don't have just five for you.
11: (laughs) (laughs) And that's the toughest part about it all, Dan. It's like they all qualify to some degree to be in the conversation, but then you got to just be almost mean. You almost got to like disrespect to get them in because everybody can't be a Hall of Famer.
4: But go back to Rodney Harrison. How much does this have to do with testing positive for PEDs? Wow. You
11: went there first. I went to San Diego first and the lack of Pro Bowl the lack of team success despite them still going to one Super Bowl I remember when I became a charger and that was the story about Rodney great player but not fully respected or fully understood from the world at large like football players like yo he's a beast and then everybody else was like yeah if he's a beast why doesn't he have ABC so I always knew that that would come back to haunt him but of course the PEDs, you know how I feel about that. Once you're on the PEDs, you should be on the baseball list in terms of being in. The yeah, but thing.
4: but Rodney, what one of two players in the history of the game with at least 30 sacks and 30 interceptions?
11: Yeah, I wonder how many he would have had without the PEDs. Oh, you know, I, it, but, got... yeah, but but see, I get it. Like you, you you're still <laughs> a great player. I just don't know how much the nitrous helped you. And since I don't know that answer, uh, I guess can't be the guy in position to gift you. A Hall of Fame candidacy. But then we can't put Antonio
4: there. Gates in there if if you know he's denied it, but he, he got suspended. Yeah, okay. Right. Gates, Gates,
11: Rodney. You got a little charger section over there, the P <laughs> guys. Like, like, just put them all over there. I love all those guys, but can't do it. Tori Holt.
4: <sighs> the closest no I have, like okay. almost a yes. Andre Johnson. Yes. Albert Lewis. No. Robert Mathis. No. Close. Ooh, close, 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 Durrell... close, close. You
11: can't put everybody in there. <laughs> <Yeah>, let's go.
4: <laughs> Darrell Rivas. Yes. Steve Smith, Sr.
11: Hi, hi, hi.
4: I thought I had
11: the closest no to yes. Um, whew, he's really winning by every time you talk to him or listen to him broadcast. It's help, but I would have to say no. My Hall of Fame, no. Fred Taylor. Ah, that's my boy. Um, <laughs> he was a monster who got – he got so underappreciated, you want to put him in just to get his flowers. Let me just say yes. I got the one in there. Yes. Joe Thomas. Hell yeah. By by far the easiest yes. Yes.
4: Zach Thomas.
11: Yes. but The second easiest yes. That dude was silly. Heinz Ward.
4: No. Ooh. I, I look at you—the <laughs> whole NBC family. You're like no, I know. You don't like, you <laughs> you don't don't like anybody on there. Uh, no, he, Chris he, Collins. He, would, no, I would just <laughs> <laughs> um, Demarcus Ware. Yes. Ricky Waters. No. Reggie Wayne.
11: Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, no, no, no. no, no.
4: Okay. Oh, no. no. Close, close. Vince Wilfork. Yeah,
11: yeah. Really? It's hard to measure what he had to do. There, it's okay, hard to quantify. All right, it. Okay. That's all right. the problem. Patrick yeah. Willis. Oh, yes. My God. <laughs> Quick, too. He did it fast.
4: Darren Woodson. Mm. Yeah
11: yes yes
4: no uh, yes. no no wait was too long there uh,
11: it, it was long because you, uh, rodney harrison was just in my ear like dude you're gonna let darren Wilson in and not me but <laughs> darren, darren anchored some amazing teams on top of being an amazing
4: player <laughs> all right what do you expect to happen in these uh thanksgiving like the biggest surprise is going to be where in these three games
11: Ah, let's stay with the Giants and and Dallas. Uh, One, what a matchup. You know, a lot of times that Turkey Bowl matchup with the Dallas Cowboys, you're just sitting there in your food coma, but this one you're going to be alert for. The biggest surprise is going to be that Dallas is going to have to respond to their own greatness. The biggest response is going to be that they will. Uh, We saw Minnesota go to Buffalo, just beat Buffalo, come back, get destroyed by Dallas. You're like, where's your response? Dallas, Goes to Minnesota and smokes them. And now we're saying, where's your response? I think we're actually going to see it, which is going to be surprising to many people because we always question the maturity of the Dallas Cowboys, not their talent. I think they respond.
4: And when you listen to the podcast, uh, we're talking to Marcellus Wiley. It's called More To It on the uh, Dan Patrick Podcast Network. Not only talking football, um, but you also talk the real reasons why Kyrie Irving apologized.
11: Yes. Yes. I'm talking about, I learned this from my therapist slash my wife. I'm 45 years young at the time. So I lived the entire life with the old school model of apologizing. You only apologize when you're wrong. If you did something wrong, say, you're sorry, move on. And then I got enlightened to the second level of why you apologize. It's when you hurt someone and they felt slighted no matter what your intentions were, no matter if you were right or wrong. And it was a different level of understanding for me, epiphany. So Kyrie Irving, who claims, who says, who professes, he cares about humanity. He cares about the human race. He cares about all not a right or wrong conversation to apologize. The old model, the new model, they felt slighted. So now you fully matured have to come to that realization. I need to apologize, not because you did something wrong exactly, but because they felt slighted.
4: Happy Thanksgiving to uh, you and the family, and uh, proud to have you on the uh, program and and the podcast network, Marcellus. Uh,
11: Appreciate it, man. I'll see you five pounds bigger next week. Let's do it.
4: (laughs) Marcellus Wiley, the former NFL All-Pro defensive end, and his podcast entitled More To It and uh, wherever you get your podcasts.
10: Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury.
9: at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
0: When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like
9: Chef, what course are we on? I've,
0: I've
8: lost count. Or
9: Shoot that, shoot that!
0: Let's go places.